Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. Happy International Women's Day. And to you. Thank you. Um, we are women, so we are celebrating ourselves and other women in this world today. We are, and I would like to take this moment to encourage you to do that as well in your own life. Totally. Uh, not just the women you love, but the women you work with. Women the- you don't like. Yeah, and the, you know, the women who help you in ways big and small every day in your life. I agree. And we're going to celebrate some women we do and do not like today on this podcast, as we do every time. Um, Let's start with a beloved woman, Connie Britton, who just turned 50 over the weekend. Happy birthday, Connie Britton. Can't believe she's 50. Doesn't look a day over 35. She looks incredibly good. She's been around for so long and just, like, has not aged. It's wild. I think also, listen, I think just Connie Britton looks incredible. This is a good lesson that if you've got good hair, you milk it as long as possible. Uh, she has, uh, there aren't a lot of 50 year old women these days rocking like the full blowout. How does she do it? I, I mean, it she must travel with someone, right? I guess. I'm sure there are extensions too. I mean, I'm sure there's a whole science to it, but I'm just saying she's still committed to it yeah. at an age in which many women feel that that's not appropriate for them. And I think it's inspirational. Whatever hair you want to have at any age, you can do it. And Connie Britton proves that. She looks so great. It's amazing. Yeah. So she celebrated her 50th birthday with some friends. Yes. And I think it was Austin. I did a lot of research into this. I wasn't sure if it was LA or Austin. There was some some competing information. Can I just say, can I interrupt right here on, on International Women's Day, say to you, I was lucky enough to be sitting behind Juliet's uh, large computer monitor as she <laughs> did some of this research. And I just want to let the listeners know, you this was a master at work. I have never seen such investigative skills. She was doing four things at a time, but she was on the case. CSI Juliet. It was inspirational. Thanks, Amanda. I, really I have a lot to learn that. from you. The Twitter keyword search is essential. Yes. That's incredible. Something that I learned to do a few years ago. Because you got, you know, that's how you get like citizen journalism involved. A random person who just takes a photo of Connie Britton. I want to know about that. That's true. I uh, so it just was really inconclusive, which leads me to believe Connie Britton's very private, which was co- which is cool. Yes. Um. Oh no, they didn't. Did a post about her birthday. And I also the, saw this. The name of the post was Connie Britton celebrates her birthday in Austin. I actually didn't even realize that. But I think the reason that both Ona oh, didn't I think it may have been there is because Sophia Bush of One Tree Hill and one of the Chicago shows, like Chicago Med or Chicago... Fire, Chicago... I think it's Fire. I think she's a paramedic, but I'm not sure. Okay. I don't know. It's Dick, the Dick Wolf Chicago shows. Um, Sophia Bush like had a, a birthday picture where she was wearing the official Connie Burton birthday guest t-shirt. Yes. We'll come back to that. And it said, hashtag keep Austin weird. So I think it was in Austin, but I'm not positive. The other conflicting information though, is that it looked like Lake Bell was there and she was seen in LA over the weekend. So I don't know. Very, Interesting. Very tough. I, I think it was in Austin and I'm not positive. It was Lake Bell. Any information on where Taylor Kitsch spent his weekend? He was also at the birthday. Yes. And um, I went through a lot of Taylor Kitsch fan accounts that uh, I did not know existed. Sure. There's Your Daily Kitsch. There's Taylor Kitsch Daily. There's, like, Kitsch fans. The wide world on Instagram. And they didn't have a lot of updates. Again, a private person, I guess. If I lived in Austin, like, every time I saw Taylor Kitsch, I would take a picture. So don't you think just the fact that there is not that much information is a sign that it was in Austin? Yeah. Because if you're a paparazzi, like... You, I guess people in Austin are possibly more protective of Connie and Taylor, totally. et cetera, privacy. Totally. Because of what they gave to the community. Right, because they live there, because that's where Friday sure. Lights shot. 
Um, so she was wearing a crown slash tiara at her 50th birthday, and her right. friends were wearing CBSO shirts. I right. thought it was CB50, but it wasn't. It was CBSO. What's SO? I don't know. Are you sure it wasn't just bad typography? You're a typography expert. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was 50, and then another hashtag was CBSO. So I don't even know. It was CB a mystery. It was like a real. It was like a real party for her actual friends. Who would have thought it wasn't just for Instagram? It's wild. Yes, though the fact that they had T-shirts and hashtags and were posting on Instagram would lead us to believe that it was not quite as much for just her friends <laughs> as say, like you or I might do. It seemed like Sophia Bush just had a great time. I I don't know. She was. She just in all the pictures I saw, it seemed like she was just killing it. Yes, but I just would never have guessed Sophia Bush and Connie Britton were tight. Are you, is Sophia Bush like irrelevant to you at all? I know of her. <laughs> um, Great. I don't. I don't really have a lot of feelings about her one way or the other. Right. Like I, I think she only really matters to the to the idiots like me who loved One Tree Hill. I didn't mind One Tree Hill. Oh, good. Uh, it was I, like I didn't keep up with it. <laughs> I do, you know, there's the famous John Jeremiah Sullivan essay, which right. uh, is also wonderful. I really recommend that. That was a great one. <laughs> I can't believe I just recommended a JJS essay on this podcast, but anyway. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, it's about him living in Peyton's house. Like yeah, the house great. where they filmed. Um, here's my question. Okay. What do we make of, I guess we don't know who else was there. Everyone but Connie Britton is substantially younger than Connie Britton, which I think is very interesting. Yeah. It's true. A lot of friends in her 30s, and now we know she's 50. Yeah. And she's just young at heart. I guess that's it. I mean, be friends with whoever you want to be friends with. It is interesting to me. Yeah. Well, do you want to address how she left Nashville? Oh, yeah. Oh, you're setting me up for this. Okay, well, so, yeah, no, it's fine. It's time. It's time. I promised I would do this. Um, I, guys, I love Friday Night Lives, Friday Night Lights. I love uh, Tammy Taylor. I think Connie Britton sounds great, and I am happy that she's 50. I have some concerns with her behavior over the last few weeks. <laughs> I'm just going to voice those here. Number one, I do not think the way that she handled her Nashville departure uh, was the kindest to the fans mm -hmm. and to the people who had invested a lot in her career and also in caring enough about that dumb show that it got picked up on a second network, which was like – not guaranteed. Nashville was almost canceled every Several single times. season. Yeah, like much like Friday Night Lights. Exactly. But it had like a very passionate fan base, a lot of people, and people were mostly watching for Connie Britton, who is beloved. It was canceled by ABC, moved to CMT. People were very excited about it. It was doing pretty well on CMT. And um then she just pieced out. I saw a theory that she agreed to stay on so the show would get picked up. Do you believe that is true? I think so. And that she didn't she didn't want to stay, but she wanted the show to continue. So she was like, I'll give him a few more Fs. I just I just think that killing there's ways to get rid of a character other than killing them. This happened on The Good Wife too. It's like, true. They can I know it's a little more tricky with Connie Britton's character on Nashville because she's a mom than like with Will Gardner, who was just like a singleton or whatever. Yes. But they just don't always have to die. Like just leave the door open for a return. That's not a dream sequence. Like it just doesn't have to be like a gruesome death that shocks everyone. It's not fair. Just make it a little bit easier sometimes. Yeah, I would agree. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm sure that there was some sort of negotiation, and I'm, you know, involved of her staying for a certain amount yeah. of time, or else the show wouldn't uh, get to last. And that's obviously a lot of jobs and a lot of cast and crew. And I, it was a little, it was rude. 
how she did it. It was rude. Also, I just like her Instagram post that went up instantly kind of addressing the issues. Yeah, she was prepared for this. She was prepared. She doesn't think a single other cast member. She thinks the characters and the creators, which is on the one hand, just a tremendous, tremendous uh, act of shade and just really expert. On the other hand, you know, it it's doesn't pretty rude. It's like it's going rude. to the Oscars, like not thinking it's rude. Your, I your think coworkers. Kyle might be a little rude. That's what I'm out here <laughs> saying. And that's okay. I'm rude too. Then I have to say, tiaras and t-shirts at your 50th birthday i listen not at your 50th birthday at any birthday i support the t-shirt they don't support the tiara yeah okay the t-shirts are fun i like a free t-shirt i like a favor yeah that's true and if they're like (laughs) creative i don't mind it sure you know it's not it's not what i would want for my birthday i would happily wear a t-shirt for your birthday thanks because i know it would make you happy that's your love language as it were (laughs) but tiara is just like a no it's a bridge too no far. it's you shouldn't wear tiaras i i i wore one once on a live stream when the crown won but that was mm-hmm. a joke mm-hmm. so please don't call me a hypocrite you also didn't wear it the entire time it was just a few yeah minutes. that's true but I, I don't think past the age of four i was gonna say five and then <laughs> i was like maybe i should leave it till 10 because people <laughs> should have room to creatively express themselves yeah i don't know no at birthdays no at bachelorette parties Crowns are a bad look. I suppose you this could do it for Halloween, but Juliet and I don't believe in Halloween, yeah. so I don't acknowledge that holiday. It's tough. Yeah, not not a great week for Connie Britton in terms of her social media, but that's okay. I did I did notice she she did some individual posts thanking the various cast members, which is kind of a whole. It was weird to lead off with thanking your character. Okay, like that's just a strange move. I mean, she's. She did post the picture. She's still even tagging. She's not adding Hayden Panettiere, and she's just doing hashtag Juliet. <laughs> like, is that just she doesn't understand social media? She might not. She's fifty. Is she just um trying to do the the pro the show promo? I wonder. Do you think she does her own social media? I don't know. Who do you do you think most people do their own social media, or do you think most people outsource it? Where are you on this? Um. I think a lot of people outsource it. Yeah. I think right. I think the risk to make a mistake and then be castigated for it is like too high. Yeah, I would agree with that. And also it's just kind of so many of them are doing kind of like they have whatever promotional obligations they have to do for the shows, et cetera, that there's they definitely have social media managers. Yeah. A lot of athletes have been caught like messaging with rand- randoms, though. So athletes, they that use both other people and control the, their own a- actresses kind of different. Yeah. Who knows? Life of an athlete, you know? It's it's so true. I do know it very well, as you know. <laughs> so do I. Um, All right, let's move on. Happy birthday, Connie Brooks. Yeah, happy birthday. You've got great hair. <laughs> that's that's the moral of the story. Um, another hot topic this week. This is a really hot one, to be really quite frank. Yeah. Apparently, Brad Pitt texted Jennifer Aniston. I think it was a happy birthday. Yes. Another birthday. On February 11th. That's like wild. And then, according to Us Weekly, he has been, quote, confiding in her. That's I'm reading. I'm reading from Us, Us Weekly. Brad told her he's having a hard time with his split and they exchanged a few texts reminiscing about the past. <laughs> OK. Reminiscing about the past. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston's married, I think. Back yes, they are married. Married. 
Back off, Brad. That's I, not okay. I would also like to spend a moment reminiscing about the past, yeah. as I did the other night. I told you, um, I was waiting for a pizza to cook, and so I decided to read uh, the Jennifer Aniston 2005 Vanity Fair profile, the famous sensitivity chip profile, because right. that's just a normal thing to do. Um, this is scathing still and uh, really hard. It's really raw. On him or her or both? Okay, so let me read you the first two lines. Okay, please do. When Jennifer Aniston opens the door to the Malibu bungalow she's been holed up in lately, she gives me a radiant smile and an effusive hello. Then she bursts into tears. Oh, my God. So that's like, that's where we are. (laughs) It's really, the craft craft of this profile is really amazing because um, Jennifer Aniston is like, she's definitely there to talk about her tough year, so it's not off the table, but she won't. She's trying very hard not to speak in specifics, and she won't Brad math, bad mouth Brad. She's just kind of using like therapy speak about how she's a. She talks a lot about her therapist, which I respect. Um, but then, because she won't say anything negative about him, she's clearly authorized other close friends to say like really negative things about her, and basically, she puts all of her mean thoughts and words into the mouths of other people, so she doesn't have to say it. But it's still like. Everyone thinks Brad's a terrible person who was never nice to her and didn't let her have a nice couch and then cheated on her for a while. And what a dirtbag. It's really good publicity management. Sure. And also does not make him seem very nice. I mean, they really both, I think, made each other look bad. They made he made her seem like a pothead. Or at I least, she, I mean, I mean, she might be. Who knows? But that was like something that like I never, no one really knew about her until after their divorce, right? And it's just, it just didn't seem they made each other, they made each other look bad. In my, in my opinion, it was really messy and extremely public. Yeah, extremely public. Well, they also were so public with like being in love. That's true. So you kind of like once you've opened that can of worms, how do you, you close it? You know. They were like, they were, they were cute too. I mean, I I could like picture their black and white wedding photos in my head. They were ubiquitous. Yeah, absolutely. And all the red carpet photos. Yeah. But it's really remarkable how, how forthcoming she is about the breakup in a way that I just don't think would happen now for someone of their caliber. Totally. Um, They would just never talk about it because you can just post some Instagrams about like, I did some yoga and I'm healing and like, respect yourself. And that counts as your comment on on your breakup. Right. And then you can just move right along. And like, that's going to be like your official statement that you keep pointing people towards. And it's like also like unmediated. So every outlet has like the same access to it. And, um, it's just sort of like there for everyone to aggregate basically. Yeah. It is really different. It's uh, interesting. It's interesting. This, I really recommend everyone go back and, you know, I could read therapy quotes all day. It's really fascinating. <laughs> Um, so he's now he's texting her. Apparently he had he had to get her number from a mutual friend because he didn't have it. I definitely wasted at least thirty minutes trying to figure out like the mutual friend chain, mm. and I don't have it fully worked out. But somehow I think it involves Jonah Hill. Oh, interesting. That was like my step one. Okay, Matt, Brad to Jonah Hill via um, Moneyball. Yes. And then what? Like, what's the connection of Jonah Hill, Justin Theroux, and Jennifer? Right. Anderson? There's got to be a comedy connection. Right. But I was trying to work it out because they are from different camps. So it's probably a manager or something. Although, but then I was like, wait a second. If you're Brad Pitt and you, you're trying to get Jennifer Anderson's number, you're not going through the husband. No. So then I, I guess maybe Jonah Hill is wrong. I forgot that I realized that. Um, I don't even know who Jennifer Aniston's friends are except for Courtney Cox. 
in Chelsea lately. What's the her last other name? Th- Chelsea. Chelsea Handler. Handler. Uh, but it definitely wasn't Chelsea Handler because she said like really rude things about Angelina Jolie. Although, no, but also him. So he probably wouldn't do it. <laughs> um, Jennifer Aniston and Justin Theroux were photographed having dinner with John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. Mm. So I was trying to think through that chain. Okay. And then I was like, is it... Well, John Krasinski has... Damon? To, to Clo- yeah, to Clooney and to Damon. Clooney. That, yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. And then Clooney and Damon are both friends of Brad Pitt, obviously from Ocean's Eleven. Right. Okay. So we figured it out. Great. So it's John Krasinski. This is such good CSI work. See, you're a true <laughs> expert in the field. <laughs> um, it's pretty wild. Brad Pitt, you're not allowed to uh, be texting Jennifer Aniston. Can I, t- can I just... After you cheated on her very publicly. Can I tell you the other thing that Brad Pitt's been doing with his yes, time? please do. Um, he skipped the Oscars. Perhaps you noticed he wasn't there. I did notice. There was a, a conspicuous lack of star power, in my opinion. At the Oscars? Yes. Yeah, that's true. Ryan nope. Gosling is, nope. is... He was, he was really... also, like, silent. He Just, like, give him the mic for, like, ten seconds. Gosling? Yeah. Yeah, no, I would be great with that. Seriously. All um, right. Anyway, Brad, Brad Pitt wasn't there because... <laughs> this is from The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, he was holed up creating a sculpture uh, at a British... Uh, artist's home in Frogtown. He had been there for nearly 10 days. So Brad Pitt is literally just in some random ass warehouse in Frogtown just like creating for 10 days straight without a break. My dude. My dude. (laughs) Rein it in. Also, there's just a lot of things you can infer from that. But my guess is Brad Pitt didn't want to be asked questions on the red carpet. Yeah, of course not. Yeah. Though he did go to the Golden Globes. Perhaps he loves um, that place, Salazar, that new restaurant. I was about to say the only thing in Frogtown is a Mexican restaurant that doesn't have heat lamps when I need them. So, yeah. Um, I was surprised he didn't go because his movie won, Moonlight. That's true. Yeah. You know, maybe he didn't want to upstage their night, which is generous. Right. He did get a lot of flack. Unfortunately, some other people did. He did get a lot of flack for that with 12 Years a Slave. So, um. Yeah, Brad Pitt is not making good choices, which I guess we do. But and Jennifer Aniston don't respond. Come on, block that number. Yeah, put his a, number on the call block. That's a make good AOL, lesson. Make his email like, stop. Let's talk about the statute of limitations. Is there is there a statute of limitations to responding to the ex who brutally? You got to wait a minimum of twelve hours. Oh no, I meant like years. <laughs> oh, like five. You know, ten years ago, Jennifer Aniston should not and would not have responded have has enough time passed i think it's like seven years okay so yeah enough so time has good. passed but she's she, she's just being the bigger supportive person yeah but still she just shouldn't respond like i think it's okay i guess it's like no i don't think it's okay he shouldn't text her sorry dude you're done for i also agree with that but that's like we're advocating that people hang on to their their pettiness and anger for years and that's not a healthy way to live i guess it's I, what i would do me too however Honor yourself and don't hang on to your anger, but only after seven years. <laughs> I would extend it to 10. After 10 years, a decade. Give yourself a decade and then yeah. you can move on. Okay, great. Great. Let's move on to um, to a couple still in love, Prince mm-hmm. Harry and Meghan Markle. We, don't, we won't talk about them every week, I swear, but they were in Jamaica and she was wearing a phenomenal dress. They went to a wedding. Yeah, so this is big news. They were photographed like out on a date in the world together. Mm-hmm. He was like admitting to large groups of people that they are in fact together yes um which indicates that their relationship is pretty serious two more related to Meghan markle it's been a big week 
they were on the cover of Us Weekly with like engagement soon. I have no idea if that's true. Well, yeah, no way to verify that one. Right. The other thing I'd like to say is that uh, Meghan Markle just wrote uh, this week, wrote a what I thought was pretty lovely op-ed for time um, about some of the work that she is doing, um, basically destigmatizing like women's periods and then how that gets in the way of education and like girls who can't go to school because um it's really lovely i thought it was cool that she was doing this work she's a good egg i really really am rooting for Meghan markle me too in life and also i think it would be great if they got married totally also suits pretty good season that's (laughs) on right now okay great (laughs) i like her i mean yeah she she's she seems like a real person it's kind of cool yeah i don't know harry good job i completely agree i like her it's so great when substantive women like her are rewarded for being being who they are not to say that he's a reward but you know i just feel like it's great that she's just you know doing her thing beloved it, it seems that she is doing getting what she wants in life which is absolutely. what you hope absolutely um let's talk about our sponsor and then after that we're going to come back with our friend allison davis to talk about emma watson all this month we're asking you to tell a friend about a podcast they'll love consider telling them about jam session on channel 33 right now think of a friend your mom anyone you care about what podcast would they really love all right you got it now do it tell them about it in real life or on social media or text them or use facebook messenger whatever you prefer and if they don't know about podcasts show them how to get them that would be ludicrous but you know use the apple podcast app there's overcast there's stitcher really however you get them Tell us what you recommend using the hashtag tripod. That's hashtag T-R-Y-P-O-D. Thanks for spreading the word. And now we are very pleased to welcome Ringer staff writer Allison Davis to Jam Session to talk with us with a, about a very important subject, which is Emma Watson and the thousands of interviews that she has been giving in the past two weeks. Allison, welcome. Hello. Thank you. Seriously, thousands. Does, does it feel like you've been... What? Sorry? Is it seriously thousands? She's everywhere. I know. It feels like she's been giving more than the usual frequency of interview. Or is it just, like, because she's so noticeable? I can't tell. But there's been a lot of Emma. So, Allison, can you give, like, the basic context for people who have maybe not been following Emma Watson's press tour as uh, religiously as <laughs> as the three of us have? <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, the whole thing is for the live-action Beauty and the Beast, which is her first, like, big like Emma Watson full wattage role. She plays Belle. Um, everyone's very excited about it. It's like Hermione 2.0, whatever. Um, so she's been out on the road doing the worldwide press tour as the, the movie's premiering in different cities. And I think she's been going since like the last week of February. Um, and I, I don't know why that feels like it started early and it's also been a really high frequency, but she's been giving... She's been on all the talk shows, all the covers of the magazines, doing little press junkage, showing up on, like, web series, um, doing multiple Facebook live Q&As. So it's just been, like, a lot of Emma Watson all at once. Yeah, it does feel like she she's really out here selling this movie. She is doing more than the average movie star does right now, I would say. I think those yeah. are- where it's just like weird that this is her first like big thing. I, I feel like she's so omnipresent that it's weird that this is actually kind of like a like a landmark moment in her career. Well, I was going to say also I f- I do feel like part of the reason that she is so inescapable is because Emma Watson is very internet friendly. Like yeah, you know she is of a certain age and has been and is of a certain generation where 
we've always kind of been talking about her on the internet. You know, there's the Harry Potter aspect. And I don't know. She's like a, she's an internet famous person. Would you say, Allison? Yes, I agree. And like the heat for she campaign, like there's all these little virally sort of things where you're always talking about her, I feel like. She had that banger with Lin-Manuel Miranda last year. Oh, yeah. S- some may not consider it a banger. <laughs> okay. That's, I, I, I would choose to move past that. <laughs> but that was part of the, the he for she campaign. Allison, where are you on that particular video? I don't, you know, I don't want to insult Juliet if she did like it, but like I prefer just to ignore that blip in Emma Watson's resume. <laughs> it was a lot of earnestness in one video. That's true. Yeah. So this is a good point. And Allison, in your piece today on The Ringer, where you are assessing the various winners and losers of this like never ending press tour, uh, you did bring up Emma Watson's earnestness. Um, and I wanted you to expand on how you feel about it generally. You know, I, I don't want to be a jerk. And it's so <laughs> wonderful that she, she's so sweet and like such a nice seeming person. And I think that worked really well for her when she was like a child actress. And it was like, oh, she's so well behaved and British. We love her. But when you're like, turn it on full blast in every interview is about like your childhood dreams of playing Belle and Beauty and the Beast coming true. It starts to ring a little disingenuous, if not like just, I'm so annoyed by her, which is unfair because like, she's, I think, I think she's fine, but I can't even tell anymore because she's been too like sweet and wide eyed and blinky and like excited about being a Disney princess for the past two weeks. Yeah, it doesn't help that she has. She's like, I'm so excited that I get to be a Disney princess. It's like if, it, if I'm, I'm so excited that I get to be Lara Croft, or I'm so excited that I get to be like the first female president. I'd be like, right on, sister, you too. But she's like, I'm Belle. I made it. I don't. It's tough. That's that's a little hard. I do wonder though if it's like there's some generational stuff at play here, micro generational, uh-huh. I should say. Because um, I was going to compare her a bit to Anne Hathaway. Mm. Um, Ooh, yeah. There are a couple things. One, I think it's not quite as thirsty. No no shots to other people. But also um, that she doesn't... People seem to like the earnestness. I like Anne Hathaway. I like Anne Hathaway too. But oh. do you know what I mean in the <laughs> sense of... It, there's definitely a persona that she typifies. Sure. Sure. And it, I, I just don't know. Is Emma Watson a good actress? Like, is there any evidence that she is? That's a great question. Uh, Allison, how did you think she was in Beauty and the Beast? You know, um, there was a similar quality. Like, there was a like a very... And I, I don't know if this was just because it's Belle and, like, you have to be a, a, a you know, the IRL Disney princess, but there was a lot of wide-eyed blinking and, like, head shaking and, and like um cutesy sort of anger and toughness i don't know it was like like a tootsie roll pop sort of that was kind of what her performance was <laughs> the, thing, the thing about disney movies is like why do they have to be live action like that's just sort of like setting her up to fail because when it's a cartoon character yes. it's more it's easier to like accept the very like sugary aspects of her but when there's a real person attached to it it's so much more um uncomfortable to be like why is she obsessed with this beast and what about stockholm syndrome (laughs) and all all of these things it's like setting her up in in that and like in and the way i i am not a harry potter head at all but from from my seeing of two of the eight harry potter movies it seems like she didn't have to really contend with like the same sort of like fictional or like cartoonish to live action even though in some ways it's not not that different yeah i mean right it's 
asking the audience to make like a lot of allowances for like, oh, she's in love with a minotaur. And like it just <laughs> felt, I don't know. There's a lot of weird things you have to work through just to enjoy the, the movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And like if she wants to be taken seriously in her press tour, like they have to ask her certain questions that don't really like make sense for the film she's promoting. Right. Right. She's also it's a princess film. Yeah. It's hard. Like in Harry Potter you can express a sense of wonder because there's real fucking magic in the world and that's exciting. Yeah. I would be stoked if there were magic. But um and I guess they're real princesses too, you know. And I also read about Cave Middleton with like great enthusiasm. But there is something about a sense of wonder about being a princess that maybe does not align with the rest of her press tour, which has been heavy on yeah, the feminism. Totally. Um, yeah, that's yeah. like the crux of it. Yeah. So that's interesting, Allison. Do you want to talk a little bit about Boobsgate? Oh God. <laughs> I, how we 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 chose Boobgate, that's what we're gonna okay, I agree. Boobgate. Um so Emma Watson in the lead up to the movie is obviously gonna be in every fashion magazine that will, you know, will photograph her. So she's on the cover of Vanity Fair this month and uh the in the portfolio she's wearing sort of like a like a is it fishnet? I I don't really understand the shirt, but it's like a high fashion It's kind of like a rug on her shoulders. Or, yeah, okay. It's like a, yeah, like a netted rug sort yeah. of thing where a lot of, I would say, perhaps most of her under boob, but like maybe just two-thirds of her boob without the nipple is, yeah. they're, they're showing. So it's you can just, see her boob. I just want to and clarify, it's two-thirds of one boob. So yeah. it's really just a third. It seems like her nipples are airbrushed. <laughs> Doesn't it seem like her nipples are airbrushed right. out? I don't know how you would not get any areola in this, in this uh, drape oh, they're on her. definitely airbrushed out, but that's yeah. like that's a such a fashion magazine thing to airbrush out nipples because like under boob is fine, but nipples make it corner fashion, right? Yeah. Right. So this stayed high fashion, but it didn't really matter because of course, like uh, there was sort of like the eruption of like, you talk about feminism, but yet you're showing your boobs in a magazine, which I feel like is an argument we have to stop having. Um, but then the ba- the beehive, uh, reminded all of us that Emma Watson's actually sort of a hypocrite because in an interview in 2014, she appeared to have criticized Beyonce um, for being both sexual and declaring herself a feminist. And here she was doing the same exact thing. So once you get that beehive on your chase, it's like controversy has boiled over and Emma Watson sucks at being a feminist because she has boots. And then somehow Gloria Steinem <laughs> got roped into this at LAX at the baggage claim. <laughs> I think Allison wanted to get her bag. Allison, I think you made a good point in your piece, which is that literally the only winner in this is Beyonce, who uh, got <laughs> roped into something that was not about her, and then had a bunch of people defending her feminism. Um, right. Yeah, this is a true mess, and I, I think you made a good point. We have to ha- stop having that argument about totally. whether you can show one third of your uh, middle area and still value women as equal participants in society just a thought on international women's day um allison there's one more thing i wanted to talk to you about and it's something i learned while editing your piece uh could you tell me about celine dion's role in the new beauty and the beast uh film Uh, it hurts me even to talk about it but i can dig into the pain so see you know like Beauty and the Beast, I believe, was such a smash hit because of her 
powerful rendition of the title song, Beauty and the Beast, um, that she recorded in 1991. And I, I didn't know that she won the Oscar for it, but Amanda, you smartly added that. So now, in like the 2017 edition, where they're trying to like revamp everything a little bit, they've added songs to the to the original score, which it didn't need. And one of them is a new song for Celine Dion, um, which is like a super cheesy. They play it during the credits. It's supposed to be this emotional ballad, but it's like it just it sounds like a bad karaoke song. And they gave the original song to Ariana Grande and John Legend to cover, which breaks my heart for Celine. I just want to go on a record and say this is a fucking outrage. <laughs> That's where I stand on this. That is m- incredibly disrespectful to Celine Dion, who is an icon, and that song Unimpeachable. is Love Celine. incredible, and you're shunting Celine Dion to the side for Ariana Grande? I just am not okay with this. Allison, you love Ariana Grande. Don't deny it. I do love Ariana Grande. I love her. But, like, I also think like, that everybody should know their place within the pop diva universe. And Ariana Grande is not worthy of a Celine Dion song yet. She's just not. She's got time. What if she, she done it? There. What if she done it without John Legend? I don't even think it was really the John Legend that bothered me. I love John Legend. It, I like, too. Yeah, I, mean, I was going to say, I'm pro, I, I would have made it worse for me. I'm pro <laughs> John Legend. <laughs> Did you like the movie, I, by the way? For Ariana. Um, I I think I did. Okay. It was an enjoyable two hours. Um, I definitely love an audience that will sing along. So sure. we all got to sort of sing along to it. But I think that they tried to um they tried a little bit too hard to remind us that it was like twenty seventeen and like like the world's a little bit woker now. So they like tried to play up some of like the tendencies of like that, oh, we had a gay character, but we're really going to push that up. And like Emma Watson was really trying to play up the, I'm a strong woman, but we didn't need that. The subtext was already there, you know? Sure. Sure. Working too hard. Well. Also, ooh, I'm sorry. I have a conspiracy that I I think Emma Watson was heavily auto-tuned. And you could tell. Oh, in wow. Every song. I believe that. Yeah. That's a, um, that's a bold claim. But, I know. Yeah. It yeah. is notable she hasn't been singing on the press tour. <laughs> Seriously. Right? We do have Not a week what? to go. I just want to say maybe she's waiting to pull out all the stops. <laughs> That's the most incredible thing. This movie is not out for another week and a half. So she is still going to be around oh selling the crap out of this movie. So, you know, maybe her carpool karaoke or whatever is still to come. Maybe. She did get action La La Land. Maybe she wasn't a good enough singer. Actually, I think she dropped out herself. But also, I mean, well, those are some standards. And I liked La La Land. I can say that now because the better film won. Anyway, um, Allison, thank you very much yes. for this searing insight. Yes, thank you, guys. Um, Anytime. We'll have you back soon. Okay, thanks, guys. Okay. Bye. If you like Emma Watson or if you hate her, check out Allison's article on The Ringer. Um, let's move on to our two segments one is dtr to find the relationship and i want to talk about ed sheeran oh no ed sheeran has a new record out mm-hmm. and um there's one song on it that i really like i'm sorry but i do <laughs> and he's doing about a- anal bleaching what'd you say is it the one about anal bleaching no okay don't worry okay <laughs> um that should like stop being a thing in music um i blame you kanye west yeah like let's just move on from that trope 
I think it's definitely not good to try to reheat that trope, yeah. if, especially if you're Ed Sheeran. I'm just going to put that out there. Anyway. <laughs> Agreed. He's been wearing the same green jacket for every performance he's done on this press tour. Ed Sheeran? Yeah, it's kind of weird. I, I just also want to point out that, like, well, what color green is it? Like army green. Okay, that's better. It's like then, a fatigue jacket. Yeah, I mean, like he could have. It's like it's like very high on J. Crew. I once saw him perform in a lime green T-shirt, which I just mm. it does not really go. He with makes weird his choices. Coloring, yeah, very strange choices. So uh, he said in this article that when he was um, he opened for Taylor Swift on her was it 1989 or Red? Oh, uh, it was I think Red because okay. it was everything has changed on that. Red. Yes, and he came out and sang that with her. Yeah, I like that song too. Um. He said that he that like all of her famous friends were around. And, like he would like wake up in the morning and like just be like, "Wow, how did I get here?" And like was like hooking up with her famous friends. Doesn't name names, but is Ed Sheeran trying to insinuate that he's part of Taylor Swift's squad by association? Like what what's he trying to imply here? Like does he just want us to know that he's hooking up with Taylor Swift's friends? I mean, I think understanding. I, I, sorry, I think understanding what he's trying to do would necessitate like understanding Ed Sheeran and I just don't get it I think it's really I I just thought that was gross and I can't read whether I think it's just trying to be cool by association Mm. I think he's just like trying to be like a lad in the local parlance and talk about his cool things and maybe also distance himself from a Taylor Swift relationship rumor oh interesting um so he's trying to define the fact that him and taylor are not a thing exactly in the crudest way possible which i just let's there's a lot of emphasis on his drinking this press tour like a lot yeah again which i guess is like him trying to be a, a british dude just like one of the guys i guess i guess so it's kind he of would strange. go to the pub as it were yeah he uh he just seems like like he's trying to like prove he's some sort of dude i'm just like let your music speak for yourself it's immensely popular that's sufficient maybe he doesn't like his reputation as this super cheesy troubadour that's possible however he should just embrace it i mean it's making him a lot of money he just got his first number u.s number one single for shape of you great (laughs) you can read more about ed sheeran on the ringer as well that's true look up rob harvilla's article (laughs) okay moving on one thing you just can't stop thinking about what's yours the size of the wine glasses on Big Little Lies. Oh, I've, nice one. I have talked with you about this for a while. So I guess I I have been working out a kind of a crackpot theory that I don't know that will, that totally holds. But the size of a TV character's wine glass correlates to whether they're a good character or a bad character. <laughs> Here are my data what, points. Yeah, what are you leaning towards? And then this is why it's a crackpot theory that I have not like turned into a blog post because as yeah, we're, we're going to see, it doesn't it. really great. hold. Okay. So I first noticed it because Reese Witherspoon's character in Big Little Lies mm-hmm. at dinner when she's fighting with her daughter is using kind of the smaller wine glasses that you get at, say, like a Trattoria. Sure. Or that, like, say, if your husband bought them at Ikea and won't get rid of them, no matter how much you ask for larger glasses, uh, just experience you know no one in particular there (laughs) um as opposed to like the kind of giant chardonnay wine glass that you might associate with say a real housewife or um olivia pope which we'll come back to or like 
the caricature of a Reese Witherspoon character, right. right? Which is like you picture Reese Witherspoon and you picture like the wine glasses that can hold a whole bottle of wine in them. Right. Filled with white wine, which like that is not a judgment <laughs> at all. That is said with like so much love. But so I noticed that and I was like, huh, that's interesting. And then you go to Laura Dern, whose character is triumphantly nasty and is sitting on the her beautiful porch with a giant wine glass. Huge. Hmm. And then I'm just putting all the data together right, as you talk me through it. I was like, okay, but what about Olivia Pope? Because we love Olivia Pope. Sure. But as Allison Davis pointed out to me when discussing this theory, uh, the Olivia drinking a goblet of wine is usually right before she's about to make a terrible fits related it's decision. True. <laughs> so and then real housewives usually have the goblet in one hand while they're yelling at someone else, right? right. Which I don't want to like put a moral judgment on that because it's entertaining and you know why sure. not? Um, that's my working theory. Interesting. So big goblet, bad decision. Yes, more which which you know tracks the more more wine. Right. Sure. Yes. <laughs> yes. I just feel like it's you know it's like a visual metaphor sure. that is popping up in TV everywhere. Totally. And I I'm going to keep looking women. at it. Yeah. What? Sorry. Particularly to explain women. Yeah. Interesting. All right. I like it. I'm working through it. I'll keep you updated. Yeah. Keep me. You. How many more episodes do you have to go to work through? Five more. Five. Yeah. Or four, maybe. I think it might just be seven. Mm. Wow. Okay. I like the show. It's good. I don't love it, but I like it. I think it's very enjoyable. Yeah. And I think it's like pleasant television. It well, it's should not pleasant, be. But... Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Um. I think everyone's doing nice performances and like Reese is great. Reese is incredible. I actually think I'm warming up to Nicole Kidman. I know you disagree. Yeah. Um, She's never done it for me. It's just like, it's good and enjoyable and that should be enough. Yeah. I agree with you. Um, I've been thinking about Reese a lot too. Great. I can't believe Ava 17. Nothing makes me feel older than Ava being 17. Can you believe it? It's wild. She can like, she can certainly drive. She can almost vote. I don't know. She's like a real human. And she looks just like Reese. Just like Reese. I think we just forget how young Reese was when she had kids. Which it's is so wild. Really, really young. Bill Simmons reminded me this week that the, it's the 18th anniversary of Cruel Intentions. Oh, good. So, like when? Like He's... two days ago or three okay. days ago. It's wild. What a time for Reese. I love her. Me too. I just. She's great. What's what not a, to love? What a triumph. Um, thanks for listening to everyone. And don't forget to check out The Ringer for more Allison Davis, for more Ed Sheeran. And uh, we have a special episode next week. It's our off week, but uh, we'll be back. We'll on, be back. Look you can't escape Monday. us. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Thank you. Thank you.